0: John chapter 15 tonight is where we're going to be in the reading of God's Word. <clears throat> I hope that something we're going to do tonight can help you and pick you up and uh, help you along life's way. But in John chapter 15, we're going to break right in at the first verse. The Bible says, I am the vine and my father is the husbandman. That's the gardener. <laughs> yep. ever branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and ever branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. Then it may bring forth more fruit. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Now ye are clean through the word. What well, did we not learn that this morning, which I have spoken unto you, abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in what? In me. Say that again. In me. That's the only way we're going to abide is in him. Amen. He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth what? For without me... What? Say that again. We can't do a thing without him, church. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch that is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, the Bible says ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be what? Done what? Father, as we come to you right now, Lord, we need to understand your word. This great parable, Lord, that you've spoken to the church, help us understand tonight what this means to us in our life as your people. God, for a few minutes, Lord, would you speak through me, Lord, that I may grow in your word and I may learn of it, Lord, and that I can leave here feeling like I have stepped up one step closer, Lord, to you. Not just me, God, but everybody here, Lord, may grow from your word. Take us now and use us for thy honor and thy glory. For we ask it in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Verse 8. The Bible says, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my Disciples, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. boys. straight to us tonight. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things have I spoken unto you, the Bible says, that my joy, or that my joy might M- remaining you and that your joy might be what full. full this is my commandment oh this is a tough one yeah. this is my commandment remember had come out of the scriptures this morning the Bible is full of commandments right. not just ten commandments the Bible is full of commandments the Bible says that ye love one another as I have loved you go ahead and say ouch. Because that's a tough one right there. Uh, we're to love our enemies. Wait a minute, Pastor. Wait a minute. Yes, we're to love our enemies. You know, the Bible says to pray for them that despitefully use you. And say all manners of evil, not about you, but against you. We're to love them and pray for them. Amen. We don't get vengeance we pray for them. Amen. Amen? Then he goes on to say, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his what? <laughs> ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever, what? Amen. That ye do What? Whatsoever I command you. Sixty-six books of commandments. Are we getting a picture tonight? There's a lot to go by in here. Why well, can't live at this so much of that? I just can't do it all. I can do all things through Christ, whom strengtheneth me, can I get an Amen? We can do it tonight. Amen. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. henceforth. I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doth. But I call you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. You know how it's made known unto you? You're holding it in your hands right now. It's his word. That's how it's made known. But now I put this next one in parentheses in my Bible, and I put a circle around verse 16 and I put a star outside of the verse because I like this ye have not chosen me but I (laughs) have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go forth listen you should bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name he may give it you Boy, that's powerful stuff right there. Whatsoever ye ask, okay? We're talking about people that'll walk with God and love God and honor God. That's why tonight I want to preach on the true vine and try to explain to you and help you know something about the true vine. This tree that I've put out here tonight represents a vine, okay? Okay? And I want you to get your eyes on that and think about that for a minute, for just a second. Brother Todd, would you set this arrangement over to the side? I want everybody to be able to see this tree. And I, tonight I want to deal with three aspects of having healthy branches. Every one of us tonight are branches in the Lord's vine. Amen? Amen. I can't help but mention this, but... In, in the spring and in the fall, I don't know if you've ever taken time to look at a leaf. If we ever doubted that there was a God, all you got to do is pick a leaf up and look at it and see all those little branches inside that leaf branching out. That didn't just happen. That's ordained by God. Amen. <laughs> and do you realize that the church is like that leaf? We're the we're inside the vine and we're branching out. Every time that you go tell somebody what's going out at the church, how things are happening, how God is moving, you're part of a great vine. You're part of that branch off the vine, and you need to do what God would have you to do. And that's where He said, I have ordained you, I have called you, I have chosen you. I can't do nothing. I'm just me. I'm so backwards, I can't speak, I can't be a witness, I can't, I can't, I can't, could never do nothing. But I can do all things, amen? You need to tell the devil to quit making you convinced that that you can't do something and tell him I can do anything that God wants me to do. I don't care who you are. Woman, boy, girl, children, I don't care who you are, God can use you to do a mighty work. One of the best messages I ever heard in Hiltons, Virginia, come out of a seven-year-old child. What? Absolutely, I watched God work through a seven-year-old child and preach him like a 40-year-old preacher. And God used him in a mighty way, and people were saved that night through what that little young man had to say. If God can speak through him, he can speak through you. Amen. There's many administrations in this thing. Some are teachers, some are preachers, some evangelists. There's many different administrations in the vine. And we have to figure out who we are in the vine, okay? And a lot of times, the devil will get your mind off of this and on the world and tell you how you can't do nothing for God. So tonight, I want to try to help you understand that. The first thing I want to talk about, about being in the vine, As children of God, we need to be pruned. We need pruning in our lives, amen? As children of God, we are growing. And boy, if we walked with the Lord and read our Bibles and prayed like we should and be thankful for what He's doing and and, and everything in our life was centered around Him, Boy, we could be them branches that bloom forth. I've got a branch on a tree up there in my yard that has growed out I nose almost 50 foot like that. And it's holding up all these little branches on it. But that big old branch off of that tree is holding on for everything it's worth. And it's holding it up and it's, and it's providing the shade in my backyard. Well, I'm thankful for that one branch. And I say, Lord, help me be that strong branch for you. Amen. Amen. That when people get on me, that I can still be strong and hold up for you. Amen. Amen. But some of us are so weak when the first little thing comes along, well, all we do is snap right off. You know how that happens? Because we let the devil prune us and not let God prune us. Amen. That's what happens in our lives. Look at verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit is taken away. The Greek word for that taken away is airo. That means taken up. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now when you read this, and it talks about branches being gathered up and cast into the fire, you might see that as... We're trying to portray or talk about being saved or lost. Let me, let me clarify something tonight. If you've been down to an old-fashioned altar under the convicting power of God and you've been born again uh, by His Holy Spirit, you've invited Him into your life, I'm going to tell you tonight, you're born again. Amen. You're a child of God. How do you know that? I'm glad you asked. Turn back to John chapter 10 for just a minute. Boy, this one's free right off of press here. John chapter 10, back a few pages. You want to mark this in your Bible, I'm telling you. You that don't feel like it's right to mark in your Bible, it ain't nothing but pages and ink. It's what's within them pages that's holy, amen. I'd mark this in my Bible, John chapter 10, verses 27, 28, and 29. Let me read them to you. My sheep... Hear my voice, and I know them. And they go astray. No, they follow me. And I give unto them, here's the key verse, eternal life. And they shall never perish. Can I say that again? They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. We could close it up right now and go to house. I'm glad we're kept in God. The devil ain't got no choice. He can't do nothing with your salvation. You're secure in God. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hands. I and my Father are one. I'm telling you tonight, we're secure in the Lord. I preached many weeks ago. You hear me pounding from this pulpit. I don't believe you can live like a junkyard dog and be born again. If you can go out and there's no there's no conviction in your life, there's no chastisement in your life, brother, and you can just live in sin, I doubt you've ever been saved. Whoa, that's tough, preacher. I'm telling you the truth tonight. I'm telling you what thus saith the word of God. I'm telling you right now, let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Oh, I want you to have a Bible workout tonight. Go on over to Hebrews chapter 12. Oh, how do you know we're securing God? I'm, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to tell you how you're born again. I'm going to tell you how you're a branch tonight. I'm going to tell you how you're abiding within the Lord. <laughs> when the devil, he'd come to you and tell you he ain't even saved. That's sorry, devil. Him, Hebrews chapter 12 breaking at verse 7 If ye endure chastising God dealeth with you as with sons For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not Here it is yes. But if ye be without chastisement listen wherefore are all partakers then are ye bastards and not sons Hey, I didn't say it. He wrote it down for us to know it. I'm I'm glad I'm glad I'm a son tonight, Amen. And he goes on to say, Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which uh, correct us and we give them reverence. Shall we not much rather be into subjection unto our father of the spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure, but he of of our prophet, that we might be partakers of his holiness. What in the world does that mean? When you get out of line, he's going to wear you out. When you get out of line, you're going to be the first to know it, and he's going to say, come here, boy. And he's going to straighten you out. Come here, girl. I'm going to straighten you out. And that's the reason I say we need pruning in our lives. And I brought uh, some pruning shears here tonight. Y'all ever use anything like this? We're going to say these are spiritual pruners tonight. And when we get out of the will of God, we're like this tree right here. If you notice, all this up here looks real good. But if you look real close, there's some dried out branches on it. You know how that happens? Is when you get out of the will of God, the devil will put it on you. And the next thing you know, you got stuff sprouting out of your life that ain't no benefit for nobody, especially you. Because you shouldn't be running around with the world. You should be coming out from among that and living for God. Can I get an amen? And we get this stuff going on in our lives, and the Holy Spirit of God, they love you so much. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit loves you enough that they'll come right along and look around and go, yep, I'm going to prune that off. Get that dead branch out of his life. And then they'll look a little more and, Lord, help me. I need to be better for you. He'll reach right down and clip the next branch off and get it out of your life. But all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's enough. I don't want to live that close to God. And guess what? You still got stuff going on. God's moving in in a church house and blessing all over the house. People's on the altar waving their hands for God. You're dry as chalk. Why? You still got stuff in your life and we wonder why God won't bless. He will not bless you if you're living in the world. Now, has He left you? We done read, He will not leave you. And I'm telling you, He loves you enough to come along and say, yep, you need to get that out and prune you just a little bit more. Keep cutting things off. you. The closer you get to God, the more He'll keep clipping. <laughs> And the more he'll keep clipping. I hope you're getting this, boy. I feel it from heaven tonight. He'll just keep on clipping it out of your life. And the devil don't like every time a Holy Spirit comes by and tells you a little something that there's a mess in your life. He said, if you'll let me, if you'll give everything to me, I'll keep cleaning you up just like that and getting a mess out of your life. But you know what happens? We like a little mess. We do. We like it. You young people, how long has it been since you cleaned your room last? (laughs) Clothes laying everywhere, tennis shoes laying. You walk by their room and the stench will knock you down. They'd sleep in them sheets for a year, never change them. They love it. They don't bother them none. But let mama come in there and say, hey, you're going to get this room cleaned up. I'm gonna clean it up, and they're playing on them games. I saw a video the other day where a young lady was playing one of them games like that, and her father walked in, said, I thought I told you to clean this room up. She said, I thought I told you I'd get it done when I could. She had a guitar sitting there against the wall. He grabbed that guitar right back and busted the screen of that TV. He said, I said to clean it now. I said, hallelujah. I wanted to swing it for him, amen. If we'll love God, we'll allow Him to prune our lives. Yes. Amen. Amen. you gotta get, you got to watch out what you get comfortable with. Matthew 3, 13, he says, And now also the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree that bringeth forth f- good fruit is shewn down, that don't bring forth good f- fruit is shewn down and cast into the fire. You know what that is? That's when you're not living for God and, and your life's a mess and it's subjected to the world and it's sin. It'll burn places in your life and it'll make you stink before the world because you got the world stink on you, even though you're a child of God. Can you imagine how that breaks the heart of God? When we won't allow Him to prune our life, when we get satisfied for, for this straggly stuff going on in our lives, He wants to prune our life. In Matthew 13 He said, He also that receives seed among the thorns is He that heareth the word, that cares of the cares of this world and the deceitful riches of this world, they choke the word, and He becometh unfruitful. The more we live in the world, the more we go after the world, the more these branches, our vine that's trying to feed our branches is choked out by the world. This stuff right here, the devil loves this stuff. He loves to stuff it around you, get you so clogged up that you can't even hear from God. You ain't got no joy in your life. You don't even want to come to church anymore. You're so focused on your life. You don't want nobody in your life. You're all depressed. You're withdrawn, and you wonder why you're in this shape. Look. Look at your life. That's why you're in this shape. It takes a daily pruning from God Lord here I am clean me up the Bible says not let the sun go down upon your wrath you know what that means every day before I go to sleep Lord I know I failed you today God I am such a weak vessel Lord clean me up help me rest tonight help me be better tomorrow than I was today You know what he'll start doing? While you're praying, he starts clipping. He starts cleaning. And he starts making all things new. Boy, you can sleep like a baby then, amen. A lot of people thinks when they fail God, that God's got this punishment period. And that they have to go for weeks and days and months and years trying to seek approval from God to be forgiven. He said, my little children, I write unto thee that if thou sin, he knows he's going to. And hillbilly turns, he said, "Come and have a talk with me. Have that advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you (laughs) from all unrighteousness." Hey, glory, thank God for the pruning that he'll do in our lives, amen. I say, Lord, just keep on clipping, Lord. I need every bit of it. Clip it off, Lord. I want to be like you. And he'll do just that in our lives. Not only do we need to have pruning in our life, the second aspect of having healthy branches is we must abide in him. Now, I've told you that we're in him, he's in us. But when I talk about abiding, I'm talking about living, living for him. How is your witness for God? When people see you, do they know you're a child of God? Have you put your Budweiser shirts away? Are you still wearing your Budweiser shirts? With your hat wired backwards and your britches pulled halfway down and going, yo, yo, man, what's up? If you walk like a duck, talk like a duck, you must be a duck. We need to quit acting like ducks and be the children of God he's called us to be. Amen. I'm not trying to fit into this world. I'm not trying to bring the world in here and fit it into us. We're, we're a separated people. And we're not just separated, we're a peculiar bunch. That's what the Bible says. You know how peculiarism starts in your life? You say, God, let's go. And he'll start pruning your life and cutting some things out of your life. That's how you become peculiar, amen? Well, I don't want to stand out. You need a relationship. You need to get along with God and ask him for help. There in verse 4 he says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. We can't do this thing by ourselves, Except ye abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me, is what he said. So in First John two twenty-eight, he says, And now, my little children, abide in him, that, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming." Boy, I don't want to be ashamed. Sister Frida. I appreciate your testimonies, how you're not ashamed, how you stand up for God. I appreciate you being a lively stone. Not a dead stone, but a lively stone. I draw strength every time she testifies. I believe you ought to give roses while they're living, amen. You may not be a sister, Frida, but you can be who you are, amen. You've you got a mouth. you got a voice. You can speak up and be like Brother Alex. I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. Sets Amen. my soul afire. We need to be not ashamed. You know why he likes to do that? You know why he comes in here, can't wait to get here, talks about the service, how much he enjoys, how much he loves his pastor? You know why that happens in his life? Because he's having a daily pruning in his life. He's allowing God to get the imperfections out of his life. So when he comes to church, I'm glad I'm saved. (laughs) Amen? And that's what we ought to do. Ask God to help us. That's how we abide in him. Psalms 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret places of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of his wings. You ever see them chicks and chickens? That mother, she'll cross the road. She'll get them chicks right up under, and she'll walk with them. And, boy, they're right against mama, ain't they? They, they, This right there. They they, they ain't leaving mama because they know they're under the shadow of her wings. They know there's safety there. There's protection there. If we'll get under the shadow of his wings, that's where we'll be protected from the devil, amen. That's where the branches will get pruned, and we'll start growing in God under the shadow of his wings, amen. That's what we need in our lives. We're too busy running out from under, doing it our way. We get over here and get hurt. Oh, we're hurt and knocked down. I'm glad he comes over. Puts that shadow right over us and say, come on, son. I got you. Ain't that just like the Father? He loves us that much that he's willing to come to our rescue when we're in trouble. 1 Corinthians 7.20, he says, Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he's called. I told you this morning through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we're all called to be his disciples. We all have a work for God. I appreciate the McPherson's. They sung this morning. He said one thing this morning. He didn't realize I, I picked right up on it, And I'm not correcting you, brother. But when he got up, he said, we're a little handicapped. But when we get up for God, it don't matter if we're handicapped. Right He's going to speak through us. He's going to do his work. It don't matter if we're singing in tune, on tune, off tune, whatever. Just do it for him, amen. Amen. That's why we were so blessed. Because he's doing it under the shadow. (laughs) Doing it under the shadow of the master's wings, amen. Amen, Amen. 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 brother. And you're sitting here tonight. You probably can sing. You probably can play. You probably can do something like that. But you're like, shh, don't tell nobody. (laughs) Don't tell nobody. Especially don't tell the pastor. He'll ask me to do something. It ain't for me that you're doing it. You should want to do it for him. Can I step off on this just a minute? If he's give you a talent and you hide it, he take it and give it to somebody else that will do something with it. So you need to take that talent out and do it for the Lord. Whether you think you're good at it or not, you ain't doing it for everybody in here and the pastor and everybody. You're doing it for him. Lord, I want to do it. He says, okay. I'll make you feel better. I'll even make you look better. And he'll keep on pruning. Every time you take that step of faith, He's cutting a mess out of your life. Every time you give that testimony, He's cutting all that imperfection out of your life. Every time you don't, He just keeps on growing. And you wonder why nothing's happening in your life. It's because we're not abiding in His perfect will. The third aspect of healthy branches is we must bear much fruit. Not a little, but much fruit. So how do I do that? Verse 8 says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. So when we look at that right there, say, Lord, I want to bear much fruit. So now we got to go to 2 Corinthians 6:17. Let's turn our Bibles there. 2 Corinthians 6:17. I'm trying to get hurry. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 6:17. i would mark this in my Bible. I'm going to give you time to get there. He said, Wherefore, come out. He didn't say go in. He said, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye, and be ye what? Sayeth who? The Lord. Is that not a command? Sayeth the Lord, and touch Touch not the unclean things. If you do, I'll be okay with it. That ain't what it says. If you touch not the unclean things, he said, then I will receive you. Then I'll be pleased. Then I'll bless. Then I'll work through your calling that you're abiding in. Then your fruit will start growing. You know, fruit trees during the wintertime, and different things in springtime, they start growing these odd branches. You know, and if you want that fruit tree to do just right, there's a certain way it's got to be pruned to make it bloom more. So we go out and we cut these dead branches off of it, and we look at things that shouldn't be on it and get them off of it. We prop it up and we help it grow into this big old apple tree or plum or whatever. And, boy, we're proud because we, the keepers of the fruit tree, have worked really hard to make it this beautiful fruit-bearing tree. You know the Father's the same way. He'll come out and he'll begin to look at your tree. He says, that's supposed to be a fruit tree. And look at it. It ain't got no fruit on it. And so the Father comes along. He begins to look at it. It's because we're trying to abide within his will. He sees what's happening, and he begins to keep on cutting and pruning. And then he sees the problem, and he starts pulling out the imperfections. It starts getting all the mess out of your life because you're seeking his will. He knows what's going on in your life. He sees how the devil's put all this stuff in that shouldn't be here. And a master gardener, (laughs) hallelujah, hallelujah, begins to work and prune and move the mess out of your life. And all of a sudden, look, you're bearing good fruit in your life. Your tree is bearing good fruit. And finally, as you're going along and he's blessing your life and there's good fruit, they steal one more sprig there. I'm glad the Lord come along and just pull that one out too by the roots and get it out of there. That's how God does. So that you'll bear <laughs> much fruit. Pretty stuff. Amen. This is good stuff. You know what? The, how this is produced? From a life that loves God. It'll never come forth. Unless you give him everything. He says in Luke 14 and 23. How are we going to produce good fruit? And the Lord said unto his servant. Go out. Into the highways and the hedges. (laughs) And compel them to come in. (laughs) That my house. May be full. Could you imagine what kind of fruit forest we could have here if every one of you would produce fruit like that? We'd be building a church in four or five months. Oh, you looking to build a building? I'd love to build another building. I would. Not so I could say, boy, we got another building. I'd like to have a church so strong in God that when they came down this road, they'd have to put the brakes on because the Holy Spirit hit them so hard out there, they'd run in here and say, I need to be saved. Has that ever happened before? You better believe it. Well, if we get serious about living for God, we'd put out some good fruit that people could see that in our lives. Mark 16, 15, he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We all can do that. You don't have to be a called preacher. When we spread the word of God, we're we're sharing the good news. The Lord's been so good to me, Brother Gary. He's blessed my life. I'm telling you you all to come and see what God's doing. You know what I'm doing at that moment? I'm producing good fruit. Amen? I challenge you this week to be a good tree and produce some good fruit. Maybe at work. Maybe at the store. Maybe somebody needs a good word from God. You need to tell them what God said. I want you to know that God loves you. We want to invite you to come to our church. Where do you have a church? We got it in Stanley Valley. We want you to come be a part of that. You know, you'll hear the word of God, the preached word of God. You know what you're doing? You're keeping the mess out of your life. You're allowing the fruit to grow in your life, and God can get the glory out of your life. That's how it works. Children, we must bear good fruit, not rotten fruit. You ever notice when fruit gets rotten? If you take a rotten apple and put it amongst a whole bunch of good apples, it'll spoil the whole bunch. That's why the Lord's put your pastor here. I'm to be a watchman on the wall. And I'm to watch for the wolves, the rotten apples that are coming. And I'm very watchful of what's happening. And when I see that one is trying to corrupt, that's when your pastor's going to go for it and we're going to try to help win them. And if we can't win them and them get right with God and all they're going to do is cause trouble, we'll show them the door. I'm going to make a statement tonight again. Some people look better going than they do coming. (laughs) Boy, that's a hard statement. If they're going to come in here and cause trouble and try to stir the church up, because they want it their way, I'd rather see them go on down the road. Man, I want people to come. I want them to grow in God. I want to be happy for what's happening here. But I sure don't need troublemakers. I sure don't need bad fruit. And God don't need it. But I pray when bad fruit shows up, they get under such holy power and conviction of God that they come and lay their bad fruit down and pick some good up and grow for God. Amen. That's what I like to see happen. And do y'all know that could happen? You know how that happens? Through you, allowing the Lord to prune your branches. Now, you can see what a mess is around this tree. Early in the scriptures he talks about this could be your witness. You could destroy everything you've ever done in just moments. Moments. I'm not talking about year I'm talking about moments but you ought to love God enough to protect your branches and not want to look like this I'd want to look like this that God did the pruning not that I destroyed my testimony the devil say hey come on over here look what I got I don't know what it is sometimes we're just like a dog you know? Here, more, And we'll just run after whatever the devil's got. But the Lord will say, i got a storehouse full of blessings. I don't want them. Because we'd rather have the tricks of the devil. I'm guilty, church. I've done it. We fall when we're drawn away of our own lust of the flesh and pride of life. He's got so much for us that we just need to trust Him. He's the vine, and we're the branches. We need to listen what God's speaking. Today, the Lord has given us some deep instructions and told us what we need to do. And tonight, amongst this crowd, I dare to say we all look like a good fruit tree. I dare to say that we've all done everything we could to to bear good fruit. I know your pastor can do better. I can always be better than I am. I ask God all the time, Lord, help me. You know what he says? Go to my word. He begins to speak to me out of his word, and he said, Gary, remember, I'm the vine. You're the branch. Quit trying to get ahead of me. You follow me, and it'll work out. You follow the world, and this is what'll happen. The Lord told me to give you this illustration, visual illustration tonight, to show you what your tree should look like, what your branches should look like. They shouldn't be dead and dried up. They should be flourishing and ready to do something for God.